Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Confluence Cast presented by Columbus Underground. We are a weekly Columbus-centric podcast focusing on the civics, lifestyle, entertainment, and people of our city. I'm your host, Tim Fulton. This week, I am declaring the official start to festival season in Columbus, Ohio. I sat down with Columbus Underground co-founder Ann Evans to talk about what festivals are new this year, some of her favorite festivals, what festivals are going away this year, and what's happening with Independence Day. A couple of quick housekeeping notes. Uh, This Wednesday, April 26th, I will be recording a live episode of the Confluence cast at the Columbus Podcast Festival. I'll be interviewing local pizza provocateur Mikey Sorboro from Mikey's Late Night Slice. Also, I wanted to point you to a past subject matter of the Confluence cast, Robert Mason Company. They are closing their shop over the course of the coming weeks. I invite you to go and patronize them. Really, I just wanted to wish Robert and his team the best and wish them luck in their future endeavors. All right. You can get more information on what we discussed today in the show notes for this episode at theconfluencecast.com. Also, the Confluence Cast is on Patreon. Find out how to support this podcast on our website, theconfluencecast.com or at patreon.com slash confluence. Support for this episode of the Confluence Cast comes from the city of Upper Arlington, creating a diverse and accessible arts environment to enrich our community through visual and performing arts. Visit uaoh.net slash cultural arts to experience art in a new way. Enjoy the interview. Sitting down here with Ann Evans, co-founder and chief operating officer of the Evans Creative Group, best known for owning Columbus Underground. Ann, how are you? Good. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for being here. We're putting our stake in the ground and saying that we are about to kick off the Columbus Festival season. First up this season will be the inaugural Columbus Podcast Festival coming up April 26th and 27th at the Garden Theater. Information about that is at columbuspodcastfestival.com. The Confluence cast will be recording a live episode on Wednesday night with the creator, co-founder, I'll find out more about his title, but with Mikey Saboro from Mikey's Late Night Slice. So please do come and check that out and talk about you are sort of the matron saint of Columbus festivals, at least at Columbus Underground. You are the one in charge of organizing the calendar every year. One of the best read articles on Columbus Underground, as we talked about back in December. What's sort of give me the the landscape of festivals this year. What's new? What's going away? What's celebrating banner years? Yes, it is everyone's favorite time of year when the festival list comes out. I've already got several requests when this is happening. And thanks to the upcoming readers just email you and say (laughs) they ask where is it (laughs) yes you guys are doing your job (laughs) over there they're just very excited it's a it's a great day online planning right well it's like when any like music festival announces their lineup is great but what's better is when they announce their schedule to know like so you can plan plan everything up until 
what are we going to call festival season up until the pumpkin fest? Yeah, usually I go until then. Although lately I have extended it just until December, which got a few people excited because they're like, yay, you're including my thing now. Good. (laughs) We try to be all inclusive. Well, it's funny because you guys had launched the Columbus Mega Summer Weekend like post and then it went and became its own weekly email that people got. And that was just dedicated to summertime, and now it's year-round, given the breadth of events that are happening in Columbus. Right. I just did the weekend post as the summer, mega summer weekend, for a long time. And it usually started around the Columbus's first big summer weekend, like that second weekend in May. Mm-hmm. And it went through the pumpkin show, basically. Got it. And then I had a lot of requests. Whenever it would end, people were like, oh, why is this ending? There's so many fun things to do in Columbus. This is a great snapshot of everything in the weekend and it's great and fun sometimes to look back on things like that and see what happened and what doesn't happen anymore what used to things like that so then i did start doing the weekend post all the time right and i actually (laughs) like it because it's good you're able to sort of scan it you know here's here's the highlighted things that are happening but it's also written in a narrative format so it's not just another gosh darn list that people have up while the festival post is you know a list because that's the easiest way to consume it for people that are looking for upcoming things there's my kudos to you for taking the time to write it out into a narrative format thanks you're welcome Uh, what are, in addition to the Columbus Podcast Festival, which I only continue to mention because one full disclosure, I'm a, a, a founding organizer, quote unquote, which really just means I built their website. In addition to that, what are the upcoming, uh, new festivals this year? This year, we have a couple of traveling food festivals making a stop in Columbus. You can try tater tots and beer, and then at a different time, you can try chicken and beer. Delicious. Yeah. Now what Columbus doesn't tend to like outsiders very much, at least from the the organizing community. Do we know anything about the organizations bringing these festivals to town? No, not really. It's just, this is what they do. They tour festivals around. It's funny because we're actually, this is the 25th year since Ameriflora came to town. True. Which is in most people's, not in my mind, but in most people's mind, viewed as um, sort of a debacle for the city. Is that fair to say? I think people have that sentiment a little, yeah. For those that are not aware, Ameriflora was a festival that was organized by outsiders, but was pitched to the city of Columbus as, hey, this is a festival that we're going to do. It was supposed to be like the Olympics uh, it was good. They wanted it to be like the next world's fair. Mm. Like they wanted it to be this, you know, here are botany related exhibits. Here are technology related exhibits. My only cursory connection to Ameriflora was that my father was a presenter there at Ameriflora presenting new technology he had developed for Huntington Bank at the time. Oh, cool. Can we go into this story? Because we got we're just talking about sure. festivals. I think it's because I think <laughs> love to hear it. I want people to know that my father invented what at the time was called the smartphone. Wow. We all now have smartphones, but this phone was a this was before mobile phones were prevalent. 
you could buy one, but it would be like a Zach Morris huge thing. Or there were even some people that had suitcase mobile phones that they had to carry around. But this phone was, it was a landline phone. It would go into your wall, but it had a touch screen that you were able to do your personal and business banking on. Remember, this is also before the internet 25 years ago, so this thing didn't exist. As I tell that story, I always end it with, and then the internet happened. (laughs) And so while that patent is still in my father's name, owned by Huntington Bank, there is not a whole lot of use for it anymore. And that's my story about Ameriflora. I think Ameriflora did kick off the importance of the Franklin Park Conservatory. Oh, absolutely. And see how much growth that's having. They started their children's garden. What's that? It is a new area that's going to have a lot of experiences for kids. I think it might have like a climbing bridge type thing to do. It's on the... It's like a playground mm-hmm. plus like, I want to call it like outside Kosai oh, where yeah. it's like nature. It's nature Kosai with a bridge. Right. That's great. We'll check it out. Your yeah. kids are still young enough to enjoy stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. And we I just re-up my membership to the Park Conservatory this year. Okay. And I really like going to it. It's in our neighborhood. It's and beautiful. It's a fun place and gets rid of those winter blues. Because mm-hmm. it is still a beautiful space to... Even the outside is a beautiful space to even go to in the winter. But yeah, going and seeing... Seeing tropical plants uh, in the wintertime is is pleasant as well. Anything else that's new this year? There is the Steadfast Festival, which is coming up in May 6th, and it is going to be a musical experience. Okay. What does that mean? It's just how they're billing it. Okay. It's a little different from just, like, I guess, standing around listening to music. It's more immersive. Okay. Where's that occurring? Um, it's at the Veritas Church. Okay. So Veritas Church, right sort of around the area of 2nd and North 4th Street, sort of tucked back. If you go back towards the Milo Grogan district, it's back there. I should note this episode is coming out at the same time that the festival list is coming out on ColumbusUnderground.com. So we will link to that in the show notes. You can find more information on all the festivals that we discussed today. Let's talk about food fests. Oh, I have one more new one that popped up. Excuse me. It's the Midwest Burlesque and Rockabilly Weekend, and that's going to be June 1st through 4th. And where's that one taking place? It's going to be over several different venues, like the Shrunken Head, King Avenue 5. And they're having a pin-up tea party and pageant the last day at Mrs. Turbo's Cookies in Gahanna. (laughs) Mrs. Turbo's Cookies, the place I think of when I think of burlesque. Her cookies are delicious. Awesome. Good to know. <laughs> Linking them in the show notes. Um, let's talk about food fests. And the things that come to mind for me, uh, the Reynoldsburg Tomato Festival, the Honey Festival, the Pumpkin Festival, because these tend to be smaller community festivals that sort of, they're like, we should have a community festival. Let's align ourselves with a food that is historically significant to our community or is fun. Right. So those are all throughout Ohio. There's the Zucchini Fest in Obetz, the Popcorn Festival in Marion, which I think is the largest in the world, or so they say. Excuse me. I just want to be clear. The largest popcorn festival? 
or the largest food-specific festival? The n- largest n- popcorn got festival. It. Well, that's something to hang our hat on a little <laughs> bit, I suppose. There's also potato festivals, sauerkraut, um, fish and shrimp, the pawpaw festival. Where's the fish and shrimp festival? The fish and shrimp festival happens in Urbana. Good to know. So you're a big fan of the Pumpkin Fest, I know. I certainly am. It's my favorite festival every year. And in the early days, Walker and I would go down and hang out or whatever. And it would be kind of crowded. And I'd leave and be like, yeah, I've had my fill. I don't really need to go back. And then, you know, July comes around or whatever. I'm like, "Mm, I really want that pumpkin burger. And I really want to go get the pumpkin blossoms and check out all the pumpkin art that the kids make. You look forward to it for months at a time. I love months it. Months ahead of time. We have gone every year with our kids. Uh-huh. We get our photo taken in front of the pumpkin tree. Okay. So it's like our little family thing to we do. We haven't checked that out yet. It's pretty amazing. I, certain, I think Piper is going to get her first trip to the pumpkin festival this year. It's pretty cool. It's free. Uh-huh. So you can go for free and then you pay for the rides and the food and all that. And you can, ex- I just love going and everyone in the city celebrates it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they cancel school. Probably. They, they do. Oh, oh, they do. They, they, all the kids do artwork. Okay. So it's fun to go check that out because it's just, everyone has their pumpkin class theme of <laughs> artwork that they do. The pre-K has a cute little just draw a pumpkin or whatever right. and then the older grades do um more elaborate art projects but then there's the decorate pumpkins uh-huh. sometimes those are political there was a funny trump one i was gonna last ask. year yeah yeah it's just a really fun time are there other ones that you check out like food festivals um around the state not necessarily there are a lot that happen and they all really kind of happen in like august september october when all the food food is ripe right um so not particularly we have checked out the washboard festival that one's kind of fun oh and so where is the washboard festival it's in Logan, Ohio, mm-hmm. and they are celebrating their 200th birthday. Not necessarily the Washboard Festival, but of the city. So they're going to be having a lot of special events going on, and it's probably going to be a big year, big Father's Day weekend at the Washboard Music Festival. Well, happy birthday, Logan, Ohio. You had mentioned earlier the Ohio Veg Fest, which I imagine, I would hope, is some sort of culmination of the other festivals what is the ohio veg fest yeah the ohio veg fest is coming this year it's in september on september 17th and it's in goodell park and they are going to be showcasing everything plant-based food okay products businesses community groups if it's about vegetarian it's going to be there okay so veg fest is sort of vegetarian uh specific and veggie yeah plants plants so in addition to the ohio veg fest and the various food festivals around town there are of course farmers markets that can be checked out all year long there is a post on columbus underground with all the farmers markets it is updated if in fact you are listening and you are putting on a farmers market 
please email Columbus Underground and let them know about it if they don't have the correct information there for you. Let's talk about some changes that are happening. Drama, the what I think of as the little sister to trauma, the Alternative Lifestyle Festival and Expo is not actually happening this year. Normally it happens in the spring. Right. Unfortunately, they have stated that they are taking a break, but hope to return next year. Okay. And as far as we know, trauma is still happening in October. At least we hope it is. Sort of the elephant in the room is that Independence Day has publicly stated that this is the last year that it is occurring. For the unfamiliar, it should be noted, this is Independence NTS, as in a group of independent people day, normally occurring in September of every year. This year falling on September 16th and 17th. And again in Franklinton this year. They have stated that the the festival will not occur in uh, in the same format that it has occurred in the past. It will be, I think, I hope that they continue something along those lines. I think that a lot of us who are external to that large and dedicated group of people that organize the festival every year, we're all sort of in the dark about what is happening, what is going to happen. But I hope that from the self-inflicted ashes, uh, a phoenix rises or multiple phoenixes of other things happening around Columbus. They certainly, from you know, very public information, you can go back and listen to our episode on Independence Day from September of last year. They have a budget. They have money. This is not for lack of success that it's happening. It seems externally that, you know, the core group of people that are dedicated to the organization have said it's time for us to move on. And, you know, this is my plug for just hoping that they get their ducks in a row and keep it going or keep something along the lines going because it really is something that Columbus is proud of. It was something that was really special. I think the past year, I really enjoyed some of the public art installations. I really liked the... Like the environmental installations they did? Yeah, I really liked the Sunny Meadows Flower Farms floral display mm-hmm. okay. under the train bridges. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I thought that was just... flowers. Yeah, I loved yeah. that. That was just so cool and something really neat to just kind of stumble upon the immersive experience that um, was created inside of the strong water event space with all the plants. I think Michael mm-hmm. Kreeth did that. That was really cool. There's just some really cool things happening and it's a bummer to see that it's not going to happen on a large scale anymore, mm-hmm. but hopefully those intimate types of experiences are going to continue. Absolutely. And I think it's great. I think that that's, it's great that that's happening. I guess I worry that when you sort of disband a festival like that, the funding goes away mm-hmm. because, you know, they have some money in the bank, certainly, or excuse me, I assume they have some money in the bank that they're able to fund immersive experiences like that. But those experiences on their own aren't going to generate revenue and that's fine. But the problem is, is you can't keep that cycle going. And I just, I worry about that a little bit, not a festival, But it's important to note something very big is going to happen on June 7th in Columbus. And I'm going to let you tell us what is it. Well, you can spend that whole weekend camping out at the Ikea if you want. (laughs) 
Ladies and gentlemen, Columbus's <laughs> IKEA is finally opening. June 7th, according to them, you can start camping out. I do not know why you would want to. You can start camping out on June 5th. Mm-hmm. Set up your lawn chair. Take some music, take some food. You got a festival atmosphere. Indeed. <laughs> music, food. Wait, are they, they're not setting up like stages and stuff, are oh, they? Oh, I don't think so. Okay. I was just saying like take your own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Make your own festival, people. It's like camping at Ikea. As Columbus continues to frankly be under construction the bridges over the Scioto are completed there are a couple of festivals happening physically on the bridges this year in addition to the arts festival but I think a couple of uh, music events as well some that are announced some that I think are still being announced if I remember correctly anything else that's happening on the riverfront this year Anne? it's a big year for pride they're moving back to the riverfront okay they're not Goodale Park anymore no, they were historically at the riverfront. So that's right. now they're that. reversing their parade route and it's going to end there. And that's where the big festival is going to happen. Okay. The Columbus Food Truck Festival is also moving to the Scioto Mile and Bicentennial Park. From the Commons. Right. Okay. And they have a huge music lineup. They've been dropping little hints about it all week. So pretty exciting stuff there. Great. And then I think you just have... Most of your usual stuff, arts festivals going to be happening throughout there. Mm-hmm. Um, they always have the movies and the things happening at the Bicentennial Park. Great. Let's wrap it up with, and what other than the Pumpkin Festival, what are your other favorite festivals? I always kind of enjoy Zombie Walk. Okay. I think that's always pretty cool. I mean, I don't know. I kind of always just wanted to like kind of know where it's happening and kind of just casually take my kids around that area. <laughs> Look, kids, monsters. <laughs> but it's kind of family friendly. They don't do like crazy outrageous stuff. I mean, it's obviously zombie makeup, mm-hmm. but there's kids in it. So that's always kind of cool. Just have this thing like pop up and happening mm-hmm. in your city. The International Festival is really huge. It uh-huh. draws people from all around the state, possibly more, and it celebrates all kinds of cultures. That's a pretty big event that happens. Um, Where is that now that it's not at Vets Memorial? It's at the fairgrounds, the, okay. the state fairgrounds. Got it. Yes. The Breakaway Festival is moving back to Matt Frey Stadium, so that's pretty big for them. They were at the Expo Center, and they actually did go away for a little bit, mm-hmm. and now they've come back, and they're moving back to the Mapfree Stadium. That's pretty big. It's the 25th year for the New Albany Classic, the 30th year for the Dublin Irish Festival. Okay. And Schuller Park turns 150 what? this year. Yes. God bless Schiller Park. Yeah, they've had some art exhibits going on about it. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if there'll be more to say about that closer to the house and garden tour okay. in German Village. And we do, just a little preview, we do have an interview coming up with the executive director of Actors Theater coming up on the Confluence cast in June, I believe. They have their Shakespeare in the Park series every year. Also, the King Arts Complex celebrates their annual gala. It's turning 30 this year. And for the first time, it is not going to be at the King Arts Complex. It's going to be at the Hilton downtown. Very nice. Hopefully, that's a good move for them. Yeah, hopefully. 
The Coffee Fest will be returning September 30th and October 1st. They're adding some new experiences this year. Okay. And bringing a lot of new coffees from around Columbus and the state. And it's going to be at Ohio Village. This is the coffee festival that you guys produce, right? It is. Okay. So there's a little plug there. <laughs> little plug. It's a really fun event. It sold out really quickly last year. So we're making it bigger and having some new things you can do. Also returning is the Columbus Open Studio and Stage that was put on by the Greater Columbus Arts Council. The mm -hmm. first year as last year it was successful. People really enjoyed getting to go into artist studios, chat with the artists, see where they create their art, mm -hmm. where they draw inspiration. And it was a fun thing. So that's coming back. And not particularly a festival, but another big event that's coming back is the Big Table by the Columbus Foundation mm -hmm. on May 17th. If you want to join others in the community and talk about things you want to see change, things you like, just discussions you want to have, mm -hmm. you can find a Big Table conversation and join in. And we will certainly again have links to all of these festivals and, and non-festival related things that we've discussed today in the show notes for this episode. I want to wrap things up just by encouraging people to take advantage of this festival season and get out there and be a part of your community in Columbus, your smaller communities, your neighborhoods, your, you know, the suburbs, the independence NCE festivals that are happening and just be a part of your community. This is the, the time of year for that. So, right. You will have around 300 chances to get out and go to a festival this year, all the way through to the end of the year. One more thing that's cool. That's going to be coming back mm -hmm. is the Ohio Chinese festival taking place at the natural resources park at the Ohio Expo Center okay. and fairgrounds. That was really amazing. If you didn't get a chance to see that. This is the touring festival. Yes. Uh, the, the lantern festival, basically. Yes. Got it. Got it. It was really cool and it's coming back. So put it on your calendar for November. Kind of not the festival season, but <laughs> here's your early warning. It's coming back. And thank you so much for your time. And uh, we'll see you at the festivals. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Confluence Cast presented by Columbus Underground. Again, you can get more information on what we discussed today in the show notes for this episode at theconfluencecast.com. Please rate, subscribe, share this episode of the Confluence Cast with your friends, family, contacts, enemies, your favorite festival goer. If you're interested in sponsoring the Confluence Cast, get in touch with us. We can be reached by email at info at theconfluencecast.com. Our theme music was composed by Benji Robinson. I'm your host, Tim Fulton. Have a great week.